Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Yes, a special uh, World Cup edition, soccer's edition here on uh, Sports Day tonight with Peter Vlahos. Great to have your company. Well, a man that's been working on the World Cup with me for the SEN Network throughout Australia and New Zealand is a man that was part of the Socceroos in 2010 and an outstanding footballer in his time, of course, played in the Premier League with distinction with a couple of clubs, West Ham and Hull, and was one of the great uh, exports when it came to football from Western Australia. And a man that last night had a bigger event on than the Socceroos winning. It was his daughter's 11th birthday, which in the end was bigger than the Socceroos win over Denmark. Richard Garcia, thanks for joining us. Good evening, Peter. How are you? <laughs> have you recovered from the birthday? Not the soccer, but have you recovered from the birthday? <laughs> uh, the birthday was great, uh, but the Socceroos was even better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your 11-year-old hear that. Saying that, yeah, we were working last night. We were hanging on the edge of our seats, hoping, hoping, of course, that Denmark wouldn't equalise because Tunisia were on their way to a 1-0 win over France. It was ebbing and flowing. Tunisia, of course, scored the goal in the 58th minute. They were in second position. Then Australia scored two minutes later. They went into second position, and then we were just hanging on, weren't we? It was a, a frantic night. Yeah, we definitely were. And I thought when France had scored that, that late, late equaliser, I thought, you know, it's, it's definitely ours and... Uh, yeah, look, what a, what a fantastic night. It was uh, full of emotion. Um, and what a fantastic result for the Socceroos. Fantastic for, for, for football in Australia. Well, as you can see, the scenes around the country have been incredible, including Federation Square in Melbourne. Now we've got a live site uh, happening at the Northbridge uh, Piazza on Sunday morning at three o'clock when Australia take on Argentina. We'll come back to that in a moment. But, you know, Richard, you've been a, a football professional for nearly all your life. Uh, now I've come back to Perth, of course, starting a family and you, with your family and, and looking at other aspects of your professional career. But saying that, you've got the, the mindset of what professional footballers will be going through right now. Did you honestly feel with this current squad, like so many, that the Socceroos would progress to this stage? Uh, look, I think everyone had their doubts about the the squad and, and probably the quality within the squad um, with not a lot of players playing over in Europe and um, not in the top leagues uh, in Europe. But the one thing that they did have um, and they, they still possess, and that's something that Graham Arnold has, has worked very, very hard on um, and, and knowing that from an inside track um, is, is about the core beliefs of the group and about the mentality of the group. And, and really you can see it that there's a whole group of people there pulling in the same direction and willing to run through brick walls for each other. And that, and that's the secret to their success. You know, you could just tell 
when it comes to the dying minutes, that this team will go that extra mile to help each other out. And that, that's what wins you things. You mentioned a good comment last night. You reckon the Socceroos are one big family. Have you been involved in football teams where all everybody comes together from the coach, the support staff and the players and you achieve results that not many people expect? Uh, definitely. I think that, you know, every every winning team has an element of that. Um, you know, I think as, as people in general, you don't have to sort of... Um, be best of friends but you need to be able to respect the people that you work with and you need to be able to respect what they bring to the table um, when it comes to the success of the group and if everyone if everyone adds to that and brings their best to the group and they're not looking for their own um, for their own goals but for the goals of the group then it tends to have that successful pattern to it and, and in the end people get what they want by striving for the team so Every, every successful team that I've been a part of has had those elements in it. So, yeah, it's definitely a huge part. It's interesting just reading the uh, fallout to that result last night and what uh, the Socceroos have achieved so far. Uh, it's an Aussie coach in charge. You know, there was a goose hitting and now there's very celebrated coaches uh, from overseas uh, that were in charge of the Socceroos in previous World Cups. We talked about the golden generation of 2006. Hus Hiddink, of course, was the, the coach then, as we mentioned, a very celebrated individual. Yet, the 2022 World Cup Socceroos have now emulated the feats of 2006 with an Aussie coach. Is there something to be said about coaches and maybe an Australian t- being in charge of uh, his own stock? I, de- I definitely feel that that is um, a, a very big, very big selling point uh, for Australian coaches. Um, Arnie's done fantastic, and, and and I feel also he had the he's had the benefit of that experience as well. You know, he he was part of that that group that went to two thousand and six, and he was part of that coaching staff, uh, and he's he's had a lot of experience in around in and around the international setup. And you know, we were speaking about it last night that he was sort of on the brink of, of possibly being relieved of his duties. And, you know, sometimes it takes coaches uh, a, a little bit longer to be able to put what their plans are in place. And, and, I, and I feel that um, he's just shown that, you know, I think he's just shown that uh, what he planned to, to achieve has, has now come, come good. And the group is actually firing and, and ready to go for, for the next game against Argentina, which will be an absolute massive game. I know you speak Spanish very well. I played a bit earlier on, but I've just thought to myself, I'm going to play it again for you to have a listen. As I mentioned, you know, a broadcast has come from the length and breadth of the planet to the World Cup. And the Spanish broadcast team don't just broadcast Spanish matches. They broadcast like we do every single World Cup match. Now, Richie, have a listen to this. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about this commentary. This is the Spanish host broadcaster calling Matthew Lecky's goal last night. Have a listen. How'd you find that, uh, Richard Garcia? (laughs) 
Well, you know, if a goal goes in tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll be trying to emulate that. <laughs> <laughs> but they do it, don't they? You know, they, yeah, the Spanish-speaking commentators, we see it a lot in South American football, in Argentina and Chile and those sort of nations. No doubt it happens in Spain. They really drag out the goal. Uh, is there any reason for that, or is it just the way they broadcast? I think it's just the way that they broadcast, and I think it's it's just to give the emotion to the game because I, I feel like, you know, when you're in the stands, what's everyone saying in the in the crowd? They're all saying goal. You know, they're all screaming yes or goal or, you know, celebrating. So I think it's their way of celebrating um, the goal. Anyway, those Spanish commentators were very happy Australia scored. The only two things I could understand in that, Richie, was Matthew Leckie and goal, and no doubt you could understand everything else. Speaking of Spanish-speaking individuals, uh, Argentina taking on Australia. Now, Lionel Messi will be there. It's interesting when you... And I read Argentina's manager uh, thinks that Argentina are not favourites for this match because he's been very impressed with Australia, the fact that they've kept clean sheets and they've knocked over some serious opposition with Tunisia and Denmark. But in reality, this is going to be a significant challenge on Sunday morning our time. Argentina, pre-tournament, were considered one of the favourites to take it out. Yeah, I, I think him uh, saying that they're not the favourites is, uh, is a bit of mind games. But I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's a massive, massive ask uh, to, to beat the Argentinians. And I feel that um, the guys can hold their head up high and just go out there and play their game. And if they continue to, to play um, the way they have been playing, you know, who knows? It, it is the World Cup. It is it is the, the beauty of the World Cup is that people are always getting beat. You know, we always, we saw in the first group game, Argentina get beat. And, you know, there's no reason why Australia can't replicate that. Um, but the Argentinians, along with Lionel Messi, who is undoubtedly, you know, if not the greatest player of all time, um, is in those ranks as well. So it's going to be a very, very tough task. And finally, if you're a player in the Socceroos squad now and you saw the draw, we're taking on Argentina in the last 16 knockout phase, what would you be your feeling? Would you be saying, oh, gee, we've got a bad draw, we're playing Argentina, it's going to be really tough? Or you would, be, would you be really excited about the challenge of being on the pitch with the likes of Lionel Messi? I definitely think it'd be the excitement of, of playing the, the best. You know, as, as footballers, you want to be at the highest level and you want to play against the best. And I think this challenge, um, we definitely will see the best of the Socceroos trying to challenge themselves against the best. So, yeah, I think it definitely uh, one of excitement would be uh, going through everyone's mind. A couple of big games tonight, and Richard will be covering those. We've got Belgium, Croatia, and we've got Canada, Morocco. Morocco at the moment, which we'll be calling a, in a pretty good position to maybe uh, go through to the knockout stage, which is quite incredible. So look forward to your company tonight, mate, and uh, we'll continue on covering the World Cup. Thanks for your time on the program. No problem. Look forward to seeing you later. See you later. Richard Garcia joining us at 27 past six. Now we're going to think about the mind of what Graham Arnold as a coach is thinking because this man has been a very astute coach for many years. He also captained the Socceroos. He was a leader. Gary Morocchi joins us next here on Sports Day.